Hello, and welcome to My Life in the Movies. Now, by this time, I would expect that my listeners know who I am, and that at least one person has been following me, even though I'm still new to this, that I'm still new to podcasting, or that at least one person's listening to me. Um, For those of you who are not listening to me, I will have some mercy. After all, I did learn about mercy in Catholicism and have applied mercy to certain people in my life. And trust me, a lot of people need mercy, especially from my point of view, because I think a lot of people do some very, very, very ridiculously stupid things. Um, Not to worry, I do some pretty stupid things myself. But I don't need your mercy. I need my mercy uh, on myself. I like to look at my own actions. Um, so today I'm going to talk about a an action film. So I'm going to have some action here. Um, no more of this uh, mushy child's stuff or this uh, romantic stuff or the silly stuff that most people watch. Um, it's time to get real. So we're going to talk about some action films here, but that's just too abstract, so I want to get more detailed here. So I'm going to talk more about action in the sense of one action hero. Now, growing up, I was familiar with many action heroes. So let's flash back, go back, and look at what was in the 90s. In the 90s, we had a few action heroes that I knew. I'm sure there were plenty of action heroes in the 90s, but there were a few I knew. One was Arnold Schwarzenegger. The other was Jean-Claude Van Damme. And yet another, Steven Seagal. Then, of course, we had Jackie Chan. Everybody knows Jackie Chan. Out of all these four, Jackie Chan is the most real. However, today I'm not going to be talking about Jackie Chan. I'm going to be talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme. Some people like to call him JCVD. But JCVD doesn't really do him a justice. It's something that lazy people use, like LOL. or uh, By the way, I want to punch people who use that. It's a pet peeve of mine. I really hate that term when people say LOL. It's like, <clears throat> I just really want to strangle them. Uh, there's a lot of other things that bother me, but that's not what I'm talking about here. I don't want to ruin my show or talking about what bothers me. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now, in today's world, he is still around. He's still making movies. Uh, he just came out with a movie titled after JCVD, his own name. And he did have other movies, but I don't really get too much into his newer movies. I liked his older movies when he was actually cool. I'm not saying he's not cool now, but when I thought he was cool. Um, now he's like 50 years old. So it's been a long time. He's got to be around 50 to 58, somewhere around that age range. So he's he's getting there. I'm not sure how old he really is. Um, 
and you can tell he looks older, so he's he's old. Um, uh, when we all get old, we all get there. Um, and today he just won't make it as that action hero he once was in the '90s, which was this. Uh, he was just funny, um, and I don't think he was intentionally funny, but he was just funny because of the way that he said his lines. Um, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he had a tendency to have these one-liners, and the way that he would say them wasn't because of what he was saying was funny, but it was the way he said them. Um, he was a Belgian actress. Uh, excuse me, Belgian actor. I don't know what I was thinking there, actress. Um, he, he was a Belgian actor. Um, some people do like to call him a sissy, I think. They don't like him anymore. Um I remember a while back, somebody looking through the $5 DVD box and saying, man, this dude sucks. So I think he was already dated by 2000 already. He was just kind of out of it. Um, Steven Seagal is kind of the same way two people talk the same way about him. They say he's a sissy with a ponytail. Um, but I highly doubt that any of these guys really will want to take them on I'm sure that they wouldn't last very long with them because these are these are muscular guys. They have some strength. Um, and that's what I like about John Claude Van Damme was his strength. Um, but I'm sure coming from Belgium that he has to be a very hard and dedicated worker. By just watching his martial arts skills, you can tell that he's very dedicated to his martial arts skills. Maybe as an actor, he's not quite as good, but when it comes to martial arts, he's way better than any actor is at their acting skills sometimes. He just really has some uh, moves there. In fact, uh, what I realized was that he actually um, directed his own moves sometimes in the movies. Um, and in some movies, he really has some good moves that he makes in there. Nobody's as like uh, uh, flexible as Jackie Chan, obviously. But there are martial artists who are really good at what they do. And Jean-Claude Van Damme is definitely one of those martial artists who's really uh, good at what he does. <laughs> Um, and I say, too, that he's probably a hard worker because anybody from a foreign country is a hard worker. To come here, it's it's difficult to come here. Um, obviously, we can say it's difficult for anyone from the United States to go to another country. That's true. But here, we have it really good. Uh, we take it for granted a lot of times that what we have in this country is way different in comparison to a lot of other countries out there in the world today and how we make it here. Uh, the ability to um, pursue one's dreams. It's not something that's in every country. Not every country has this. We have this ability to pursue our own dreams without um, being stopped or prevented in some way. And most countries are like that. A lot of people can't get into what they want to do because of things that are holding them back. Um, 
I also say this too, not just for the ones that get a visa and come here, but also for the illegal ones. They're also hard workers. So. A lot of times people are talking about how these people are criminals um, and or they're sinners or whatever they want to say. Um, I grew up and I was raised by a dad and a mom. My mom was from here. My dad was from Mexico, but he came here illegally. Um, in no way did I see him as breaking the laws by our standards, the standards that we have set by laws. He has never broken any of those laws. I never seen this. And he knew a lot of guys who were also illegal immigrants. And none of these guys broke the law by the standards of what we as Americans consider breaking the law. None of them broke laws. All of these guys didn't break the laws. Um, now I'm not a bleeding heart liberal, and I'm not going to sit there saying we should allow these people to come in. But I don't think that we should go to the other extreme either of saying that uh, these people are all criminals. In fact, they're hard workers, and if we lose these people, we lose a lot. Our economy drops. And the question is, how do we, who fills in for the jobs that nobody wants to do? And the same is true of all these people who come here, like Jean-Claude Van Damme or Arnold Schwarzenegger. These guys have really contributed something to film culture, to action culture. Um, maybe not in the sense of pop culture, of the movies that are more commercial, like the movies that win awards, not in that sense, but in the sense of cult favorites. Um, these guys really did contribute something to our country in that way. So we do owe them something for their hard work. Um, with that being said, I would like to talk a little bit about John claude Van, this action hero. Who was he and how he impacted my life? Now, growing up, I was not allowed to watch any of these films. Um, a lot of people will say, me too. I wasn't allowed to watch these films either. I hate when people try to relate to my life. It, it makes me mad. Because um, all of us have such a unique and different life. And, or as I should say, um, or sh should I say upbringing so I had a different upbringing. Um, and it had nothing to do with morality. This film's rated R. You can't watch it. It had nothing to do with that. Um, in fact, there were times where my dad would turn on horror films. And he wouldn't tell us to, to leave the room. And these horror films had bloody violence, stabbings, uh, um, and other things like that. But when it came to guns, he had a real thing about guns. Um, I'm not a re not really sure why he had a thing about guns, but he just did it. Um, so anything with gun violence, he was he was uh, against. Um, and a lot of these had gun violence, like he just didn't like gun violence. So he would tell us to get out of the room because he didn't like us watching anything with gun violence. He always had that problem, and if he ever seen us, he would get really angry about us pretending to play with guns. 
And sometimes he'd even tell us stories. Like one time he told us a story about his own grandfather. Um, but he also said his own his own father wouldn't let him watch these movies either. He had a thing about that too. Um, and back to that story about my grandfather, I think that's where it comes from. Um, is that story about my grandfather. Is that one day somebody was breaking and entering. So my grandfather took a knife and threw it at the guy. Um, he didn't shoot him. He just threw the knife. I don't know how badly he hurt the guy. Um, I can't remember because I don't really remember the story that well, but I always know that my dad told it in a way that he just threw a knife at a guy. And he always said how badly his grandfather felt because he did this because he didn't really want to hurt anyone. But at that time, because he was backed into a corner, he didn't know what else to do, so he just went by his survival instincts. Um, so that's the story there. Um, so we didn't really have um, the freedom to watch these movies growing up as kids. Um, but this did do damage to us in, in some ways. It affected us. It stunted our ability to experience masculinity. It, our expression of masculinity was sort of repressed or suppressed in some ways uh, by this ideology that my dad had. Um, there was even a time when, when I was asked to leave the room because he was watching one of these types of movies. I don't remember what kind of movie it was. Uh, but he asked me to leave the room. And it ended up I was the only one who was asked to leave the room. Everybody else was left in that room watching the movie. So I ended up sitting in the room all by myself. So in some ways I was excluded. And as a kid, um, exclusion is not as pretty as when we're excluded as adults. When we're excluded as adults, we can handle it better. But as a kid, when we're excluded, it's it's damaging to our well-being. So I was kind of angry that he did that. So I didn't say goodnight to him um, that night. Um, believe it or not, back then we, we did say goodnight to our parents uh, for a while. We did when we got to be teenage. We didn't do that anymore because our parents were, they were really strange. Like they had this idea that teenagers were bad, so they kind of pushed us away in that way. Like the teenagers, when teenagers, when kids became teenagers, they had a smart mouth. So they already assumed that, that kids were going to have a smart mouth. But it was something that their parents told them too, so they really created that tension between us themselves. Um, but I'm not here to talk about... Um, uh, psychology or politics or sociology. I'm just kind of mentioning this stuff because that's what was happening during the times I was watching these movies. Uh, um, another thing about this was it didn't really prevent us from saying, oh, I'm not going to watch this movie. It didn't stop us. Um, because I remember times when we'd pop over the counter or something or peek around the corner to get a glimpse of the movie. And we're like, wow, what is this? I got to see what this is. Uh, and sometimes we didn't really pay attention to what was on TV until my dad said, hey, get out of here. 
So we weren't really paying attention. We were just kind of ignoring it. Um, and then finally he'd just tell us to get out. And that's what made us curious was the fact that he was telling us to get out. Um, so the way that they did things didn't really work out very well. Um, in fact, um, it was like the, the forbidden fruit. Um, the first time I saw a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie was on NBC. It was on primetime around 8 p.m. on Sundays when they actually played movies. I don't know if they play movies anymore, but but it was a time when they played movies. And the movie was called Timecock. And in that movie, I remember Jean-Claude Van Damme doing a split uh, in his underwear. And he put his feet up. I don't remember what he was holding them against, but he was really flexible. I said, wow, this guy's cool. No. No, I was really fixated on how his body looked and everything about his, the way he just looked. Now, people often say women have body issues. Men have body issues, too. When it comes to a man's muscular build, we're like, this is my ideal. This is what I want to be like. Um, so we have body issues, too. Now, we could say, too, that I was fixated on uh, the way his body looked because I was exploring my sexuality and yes I was um I was in some ways exploring my masculinity but as I said that masculinity was sort of stunted by the ideas that uh my parents had especially my dad's about uh, being a man it was kind of like he really stopped us like he destroyed our confidence he destroyed our self-esteem now as an adult I have more control over that I can decide to be confident. I can decide to have self-esteem. But back then, as a kid, kids don't have all that much control, as I said. So this really affected me. And as I said, it didn't really stop me either. So one time I was staying with my grandma, and I remember seeing these in the video store. There was a video store down at the corner in this trailer park that my grandmother lived in. It wasn't really a video store. It was more like a gas station. But inside that gas station, they had uh, VHSs for rent. And I remember seeing Time Cop and another John claude Van Du damn movie, uh, Sudden Death. And so I was able to watch both these movies. Uh, Sudden Death was actually the first Jean claude Van Damme movie I would see. And Sudden Death is about um, a cop who ends up trying to stop a bomb threat at a hockey game. Um, it was sort of like uh, Die Hard. It was similar in that way. But this was so long ago, I don't really remember for sure what the movie was exactly about. And I do remember Time Cop quite well. I don't remember what that was quite about e uh, either. Um I do know that it was uh, Sam Raimi. It was a production by Sam Raimi. I don't know if he actually directed the movie, but I do know it's a Sam Raimi production. Um, so Sam Raimi was behind that. Um, it's, it's actually a B-movie. That's what we would call it because it's not really a, um, a commercial movie. And I don't even know if it was really released in theaters or not. It might have had a, a limited release. Um but it was a Sam Raimi film. 
both movies were rated R, so that would have thought um, not only stopped my dad from saying, "Hey, you can't watch these," but it would have would have got my mom alerted to it and had her saying, "You can't watch this." Um. So. So both parents would have said no to uh, me watching these movies. Um, and not only that, they had language in them, uh, which was, uh, to my parents, mostly offensive, especially when they would say words like Jesus Christ or God damn it. Um, these were words that my parents were not, um, they didn't like. If they heard that even once in a movie, that was a bad movie. Um my dad, I think, was even worse. Nah, that's a bad movie. Um, but what that did a lot of times was it made uh, uh, people prejudice, uh, um, people um, unforgiving. Um, and I've always been more open to uh, different kinds of cinema and just uh, seeing what they had to say rather than looking at the bad in them. And that's what I've always done with cinema. But at the time, I wasn't really like that. I was just curious as to what these movies were about, what these movies had to say. Um, and so I watched them. Um, Time Cop, I think, was one of the first movies that I actually seen a graphic sex scene in it. Um, I remember my grandma was recording it because she would record um, these uh, movies to another VHS so that we could watch them later. Um, so she recorded both Time Cop and Sudden Death. I was able to watch Sudden Death, but Time Cop I didn't finish because my parents had arrived and they just pulled in the driveway, so we shut the TV off. And I didn't finish watching it, but the last thing I remember seeing when we turned that off was um, Jean-Claude Van Damme and... I don't remember if it was, it was his wife. It was that girl from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, I'm not sure what her name is. But it was that girl. So he was having, he was engaged in a sexual activity with her. It was a very detailed uh, sex scene. I'm not going to say I remember it detail for detail. But I remember their bare legs. I remember them squirming um, in the scene. And there was also another scene in there. There was a, a scene of a fully uh, nude woman. It was her full frontal. Um, I don't remember what was going on there, but I do remember there was um, a woman who was fully naked. Um, and that was my first experience uh, seeing something like that on, on a movie. Um, and I guess there's a first for everything. Now, whether my parents would have tried everything they could to prevent me from seeing that, I don't think it would have ever worked. Um, these things happen. It's just uh, part of life. Not that I'm saying that it's okay, that it's all right. Um, they, they do have effects on us, how they um, affect our, our mind and our psychology. So that did uh, affect me in some ways. So. Um but I can't go back on that and change it. I can't keep crying about that all the time like uh, psychologists and bleeding hearts do. I can't do that. So with that being said, I'm just going to continue to talk about this movie. 
um, or Jean-Claude Van Damme, as I've been talking about the last um, so many minutes here. Now, for me, although he's dead, as a B-movie actor, I've seen plenty of his films right after I've seen Sudden Death and um, Time Cop. I've seen Hard Target. Um, there's a movie that he was in with Dennis Rodman. And I've seen a couple other movies. The second part to Universal Soldier. Um, a movie, I think it was called The Quest. Uh, Bloodsport, which was actually his uh, first movie. I wouldn't say it was his first first movie, but it was one of his first major roles in a movie. And I think, too, it's his highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. But I didn't really like the movie, but it was always on all the time, like on TNT and TBS. Um, so I did see that a lot of times on, on TV. Uh, but that was a long time ago. In recent times, I've seen um, Double Impact or um, Lionheart. That was another one. Um, Cyborg. Cyborg. Um, another one was where, where he was in prison. He was an undercover cop in prison. It was uh, Death Warrant. That was another one I've seen a long time ago. Um, and I still do watch him, um, but watching him is different than when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I didn't realize like how he, what kind of actor he was, like how he acted. I didn't ever realize that. I just kind of ignored that. But now I look at him and he's like, wow, I didn't really realize this, that he really didn't have acting talent. Um, he was a good martial artist. And that's what I liked about him, and I still like that about him, that he's a good martial artist, that he really has some moves. And I'm intrigued by that. Um, but I kind of realize now why my uncle um, was always saying that there was no story there. I kind of realize that now. But in those times, like, my uncle always did everything to... Uh, to, de to de degrade us in some way. Um, like he wasn't really just ignore, uh, um, annoying us. He was just, um, how is it, verbally abusive in, in many ways. Um, the way he did things. Um, and he would even steal from us. Uh, that was kind of a, a really uh, terrible thing that he would steal from us. Uh, he was a sort of a thief. He would steal some of our toys sometimes. Um, so in that, um, I remember a time when I wanted to watch some movies, and I talked to my grandma about it, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, and he went to this big thing. Like, he was just uh, really letting me have it about how those movies had no plot, and they were just bad, and... And he was just really going into it to the point where they backed me into a corner, so I fought back. And what they did was they made me look like the bad guy, that I was this bad guy, and I was a bad guy. So I ended up having to apologize. And I thought I was such a bad person. But going back now, I realized it wasn't me, it was them.
So looking back at all that, my childhood, Jean-Claude Van Damme, there's just so much that was going on um, during the times that I was watching these movies, that I experienced these movies. And it really impacted my life. It changed my life, um, changed my view of life, the way I've seen things in life. It changed my innocence. Um, now, innocence is something that not all of us will keep. All of us are going to lose our innocence at one point. Even the best of us lose our innocence. And that's because there's a war going on within each of us. Um, but that's not the point here. The point here is we're talking about movies and how they impacted us, the memories that we have with these movies. And I want to know your memories with these movies. I want to know what you thought of John claude Van Damme, what you think of John claude Van Damme, and the movies that you experienced as a kid. I want to know that. Um, and I would like that you visit my site, which is happy-saturdays.com. And I would like that you just check out my page, see what I had to offer, because I definitely talk a lot about um, movies from the past how they impacted me, and the experience that I got from them. I talk a lot about that, and I want you to share with me in this journey. Um, I really ask that. Um, but if you don't, I'm going to give you a hard time in the next um, podcast episode. But for now, I want to say this. Um, thank you for joining me. Thank you for uh, um being here. Um, and now I want you to thank me for giving you this experience because I'm giving you a lot for free because podcasts are free. You don't pay anything for podcasts.